Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Gilmore Girls podcast, Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. Uh, Gilmore Girls is the coffee, and we're the shot of cynicism, as I like to say. Uh, I'm Jeffrey. I'm Eleni. And today we're going to be discussing episode 14 of season two. What's it called? Um, it's called... No! It should have been Lorelai. You're terrible. I, I'm just really bad with episode titles with this show. I don't know why. Should we discuss your a bit of the, the aggression you're holding onto right now? Guys, the mics weren't working again. My meeting ran late at work. I got my period. <laughs> Eleni's having a day. Nothing's going well. Mama's today. having a day. Oh. Plus, I haven't watched RuPaul in a while. Okay, so you need... You need I need a hug. You need a, <laughs> I can't say the same. I was watching it last night. Jujubee oh. was robbed. <laughs> I was I was rewatching season 11 because season 12 starts in a few weeks, so... Oh. I didn't enjoy season 11, but that's a different podcast, as we like to say. Yes. Um, so, for this episode, yeah, lots happens. Do we have a lot of feelings? So many feelings. So the first thing I've written down in my notes is bagel hockey. Yeah. Can I say the first thing that I have written down in my notes is a terrible cold open? Yeah, it was. I mean, the it's next, like... The next two episodes, no, the cold opens are not good. It's it's che- they're cheesy. And, no, but uh, I mean normally like a cold open supposed to be like I don't know. I'm not gonna say unrelated to the show, but sometimes they're just there for like funny like yeah. It's before the cre- the the opening credits like just. I mean, Gilmore Girls does do that well in a lot a lot of instances. Yeah, absolutely. But don't give me full on plot in the fucking cold open. You have like 45 seconds, and this one went on forever. It went yeah. on for like a minute 30. Yeah. Like you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> but I no, but I do like I do like this one. Oh, I don't like because, this one at all. <laughs> like when they like when Lorelai and Rory walk into Luke's and it's, it's empty. It's empty and it's like, what did he call it? One of those occasional lulls. It hap- like it happens sometimes. I don't know about that. But... Mm. I mean, I don't know, like, in, I feel like it happens in certain restaurants like that. I don't yeah, think it would sure. happen in, you know, in McDonald's, but... I don't think it would happen in Stars Hollow where there's one fucking diner where everyone goes to eat. True. No, well, one diner where there's several restaurants. Like? For breakfast? I don't know. For breakfast, yeah, you're right, you have a point, but there's, like, what? Al's Pancake World? Who doesn't serve pancakes? No. There's, okay. There's Weston's. Yeah, and... and there's, they have coffee and pastries, I guess, which yeah. can, can be breakfast food. By the way, since you just brought up Weston's, do you want to talk about the quiz that I put up? Yes. Let's get into that. You, you've gotten very into little Instagram. Not quizzes, where they like uh, polls. polls. They call them polls on Instagram. And yeah. on Twitter, they're polls too. Yeah. But they don't do as well on Twitter. No, because I feel like people just scroll past them. I feel like people scroll past them on Twitter, whereas on... That's why I try to add an image sometimes. Yeah, whereas so on... be like, ooh. <laughs> whereas on Instagram, it's like on the story, so you're seeing it, yeah. you know, more... Faster. Yeah, well, the reason I've been going a little bit cuckoo for <laughs> polls is because my sister-in-law really loves them. Oh, does she? And she always tells me, because we started with the bracket, like yeah. voting for the bracket, and then I put one that wasn't, like, the same. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, my God, when are you going to do another quiz? And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, no, I do them for her, really. Okay. And I put... They're good. I like them. Okay. Well, I put, where, where would you rather eat? Weston's. Weston's or Taylor's Old Fashioned Soda Shop. I, I not eat like go for a treat. Yeah, I don't think I voted because I didn't. Rem- I couldn't choose. Like there's you somewhere. Didn't no, I couldn't choose because I feel like if I chose Weston's, you would have messaged me right away saying, "Oh, I thought you hate Fran," which I do. I do. Friends did. Unfortunately, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but ta- you know but ta- why? Ta- but like, I want to punch Taylor. However, exactly. isn't the old the old fashioned soda shop is is where later. Um, Roy gets the sample of the of the the chocolate the double the chocolate 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 whatever it's called. Yeah, she's like yeah. she's like worth every penny. I'm telling you, so I'm yeah. thinking maybe I want to eat there. The only reason I picked Weston's is because you know that scene in season three where Rory and Dean have go for pie and coffee to like discuss the fact that they're no longer in a relationship and they yeah. should be friends. Mm-hmm. And Kirk is naming all the fucking pies. And yeah, he's like what? True. I just want a pie. Okay, I'll go to both. Also, can I vote for both? Yeah, of course. Okay. Also, I gotta make the rules. Uh, also, I'm thinking of the, fa- of the fact that when Lorelai went wedding cake testi- testing, 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 tasting, whatever, testing, tasting, <laughs> both apply. They looked fucking good. The cakes. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm undecided. Yeah. There was also the other one that I said. Who would you rather date, Bootsy or Andrew? Yeah. And you picked Andrew. Uh, that was more out of necessity because I thought. Uh, I think Bootsy better. <laughs> Bootsy. Well, I don't, okay. I'm not gonna say I hate Bootsy, but like Bootsy is not someone I would date. I'm sorry. Like, no, he seems 
he has a ponytail, first of all. Oh, no. Second, um, he's just, you know, made some very questionable comments. So Also, somebody wrote on Instagram that um, I'm not going to date Bootsy when he stomped on Luke's clay hands. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, and somebody else wrote that they've seen Andrew shirtless. That's why they picked Andrew. And I was like, when is there a scene? When they're in the sauna, I think. Oh, okay. House thing. Okay, well, he's not. Like, I mean, he's not Brad Pitt. Everybody relax. No, but he has a bookstore. So give me a free book. So we're good. Oh, yeah. If I can exchange <laughs> sexual favors for books, no problem. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's a bit far, but. All right. I'll do a lot of things for books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Diving into the episode? Yes. Do you have thoughts? I have lots of thoughts. Go ahead. You start. Start us um, off. So for a, for a long time now, I've been meaning to break out the booklet of Gilmoreisms. Gilmoreisms. So for those of you who don't know, the Gilmoreisms booklets came with the earlier seasons. On DVD. On DVD. I think they stopped after season four. Did they? Five. Five. Okay. I don't, I don't even remember. It I wasn't in six and seven. Okay. Yeah. I could be making that up also. But they're very, I'm, I'm, I'll have to fact check that later. But, <laughs> um, they're very, I remember when I was watching it for the first time, they're very cute to flip through. So it's basically, as it says on the cover, it's the 411 on many of the show's witty and memorable word plays and pop culture references. I've already taken a picture. We're going to post it on our Instagram and the socials. Um, so it's kind of just a random collection of all the references they make throughout each season so for season two they it's just, it, it, it's in random order too like it's not listed from episode one to the end like it, like it starts with episode nine like it's just a random list i mean i also thought they did it alphabetically they do do it alphabetically okay i'm not very good at noticing things apparently jeffrey's an english major <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't notice that they were alphabetical. I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy. I was too busy trying to block you out because you were yelling at the microphones and being and getting aggressive. Um, um, you didn't just pull this out when I came. I literally ran upstairs while you were in the bathroom oh, to really? get it. Because right. <laughs> I keep forgetting, and I thought, crap, if I don't get it now, I'm not gonna remember. Okay, okay. Um, but the reason why I wanted to get this out for this episode is because. Um, in the quote-unquote cold open of this episode, um, Luke references a show called Outer Limits in, in response to Lorelai's comment that this, this whole day feels like the Twilight Zone. And he says maybe it feels Outer Limitsy, which I had never heard of it. You told me you'd heard of yeah, it before. Yeah, I've heard of it. So you heard... Well, it's because my dad used to watch Twilight Zone, and I think he was more into science fiction, so I've heard of Outer okay. Limits. So according to Wikipedia... Uh, the it was called the show is called The Outer Limits. Uh, broadcast you shush. Broadcast. By the way, Days of Our Lives or the Days of Our Lives. It's Days of Our Lives. All there right. was never a the. However, <laughs> if we're talking soap operas, you know Guiding Light until nineteen. No. 19- no, I don't know Guiding Light. Have you heard of Guiding Light? No. Okay, well, Guiding Light was like the longest. <laughs> Why time. are you giving me this look? Because <laughs> it's okay. Because anyway. Uh, Guiding Light was the longest running uh, soap opera. Then how come I've never heard of it? Because it started on radio, nineteen thirty-seven. Then switched to television. Oh God. Switched to television. The fifth. You've never heard of Guiding Light. You caught. You really, you're gonna get mad at me sometimes when I for when I don't get pop culture references. But you've never heard of Guiding Light. That's like one of the. That's like one I of. I need you to chill. <laughs> you've never heard of. I Guiding need you to Light. take it down like eight notches. Was is the only soap opera you know? Days of Our Lives. No. How you, but I've never heard of Guiding Lights. That's like. By the way, Young and the Restless or The Young and the Restless? The. <laughs> okay. We'll talk By about. By the way, General Hospital or The General Shut up. <laughs> we'll talk about Guiding Light later. But anyway. Yeah, it's not relevant. Until 1975, it was The Guiding Light. And then afterwards, it was just Guiding Light. Fun fact. Anyway, so. Cool. The Outer Limits was on between 1963 and 1965, often compared to The Twilight Zone, but with a greater emphasis on a science fiction story. Rather than the stories of fantasy or the supernatural matters on the Twilight Zone. Same shit. It only ran for two seasons and was revived in 1995, airing from sh- airing on Showtime until 2000, and then on the Sci-Fi Channel until 2001, and was ranked at number 98 on TV Guide's 100 Greatest Episodes of... Oh, no. One of the episodes yeah. was ranked number 98. English major. On TV Guide's 100 Greatest Episodes of All Time. And as of April 2019... A new revival was stated to be in the works at a premium cable network. 
Which premium cube? I don't know. Let's see. All right. Um, it doesn't say. Mystery. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> you know what else they reference in this show? Yes. In this what? episode, I meant to say the show. What? What do they reference? They reference, and I'm trying to see if they have it. They don't. They reference the cooking show Two Fat Ladies. Okay. What is the name of that show? Is it called? It's, not it's co- called Two Fat it's Ladies. It's called Two Fat Ladies. Okay. It's hilarious. It. I pulled it up to show you, by the way, because after I rewatched this episode, I went and watched Two Fat Ladies on YouTube. So All the episodes are there, by the way. It's actually called Two Fat Ladies. Yeah. Look at them. This is the Two Fat Ladies. Okay, I am shook, ladies, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I'm, yeah. I mean, I just figured that's what Lorelai called it to be Okay, funny. wait, I'm going to read it to you, okay? It says, Two Fat Ladies or Cooking with Lard. Oh. Yes, the title of this BBC cult favorite isn't exactly politically correct, but that's the way larger-than-life hosts, whatever and whatever, prefer it. Huh. Thumbing their noses at Oath Cuisine. Whatever. It's hilarious. Jennifer and Clarissa. It's really funny. I kind of want to watch it now. I recommend it highly. <laughs> but it's British, so I'm not surprised that like it, it would be something that, you know, that, that's a cult favorite that would make its way into... Are you into British television? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I, I've only really ever watched... The only, the only British show I've ever watched was Faulty Towers. Okay. Which is also a cult favorite. and yeah. But like British humor is very... It's different. Yeah. It's different. But I feel like it's... It's more witty. Mm-hmm. It's wittier. English major? <laughs> it's <laughs> wittier. wittier in a way that sometimes, you know, jokes of in Gilmore Girls go over our heads like, yeah. with all their references and well, stuff. Well, speaking of references, I was going to say, as I was flipping through this while you were yelling at the microphones, um, there's no way that, like, everyone who watches this show could, could get and catch all of these references no. and know them. But that's Because some of these are so, like, they're very obscure. Yeah. And by the way, it's a tiny booklet. Like, yeah. n- no. 21 mm. episodes of Gilmoreisms do not fit in this. No. And they also have, com- and in the booklet, they have comments by Yeah, Amy, from the writers. By Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino. So there's, uh, so under some of the entries, they'll have quotes from Amy. So when, it, well, some of them are from episodes we haven't discussed yet, so we'll get into that. But, like, if you have the DVDs of Gilmore Girls, you should definitely look at your Gilmoreisms booklets because they are very insightful. Agreed. Anyway, yes. So right. what? So what's your WPM? Um, it depends. <laughs> because by the way, WPM is words per minute. And Paris needs medication. Yeah. Well, see, look. First of all, Paris shows up unannounced, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, don't show up unannounced. She does it all the time. project. I know. And she does it again in episode 16. I know. Which we'll get to next week. Yeah. But, by the way. But she shows up and announce and then she's like, we got to work on your WPM. I'm like, what the fuck, Paris? And then she's like, did you have dairy? Because dairy makes like phlegm or something. Like, yeah, is that yeah. a thing? Dairy really affects the mucus. And you're like, oh my God. But the thing is, the fact that someone's accusing Rory of not speaking fast is comical to me. Also, can we just... This is, I'm nitpicking here, but you know how when they're talking about the word, the WPM and she's talking about dairy and whatever, and she asks, like, if you had dairy in the last 48 hours or whatever yeah. it was, and Par- and Rory says, in my cereal this morning, yeah. um, does Rory, is Rory ever known to have cereal at Luke's where they have breakfast? No, sometimes they have breakfast at home. Okay, so she has breakfast at home. And then and just then... goes for coffee at Luke's. Okay. Mm, also... There's also oh my god, so many more pressing things to discuss in this episode, and we're talking about fucking cereal and mucus. One last, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Remember how? Remember that there was that BuzzFeed list we went we went through a long time ago with the whole unrealistic yes. things that happened. I I there's one thing that's that stuck with me from that list where it was like there's no way that Lorelai and Roy would have time would have time before school to go to Luke's every morning. Yeah, I'm like, how would you have time to have breakfast first? And then go to Luke's and still have time to catch your bus to go to private school. Like these, and these these, these girls are not morning people, are you so done? they don't get up at six and go to Luke's. Are you done? What thoughts? Listen, there are a lot of things when you're watching a show that you just can't pay attention to. I know, but like, now when there's... I watch Gilmore Girls, when I watch Gilmore Girls, I have to completely stop thinking about the timeline. Oh, uh, yeah. The, like, ti- the timeline they, makes no sense. Number one, because they... Con- okay, but, like, not just, like, the the whole of the timeline, but the timeline of, like, 
they were just at the inn, and now it's Friday night dinner, and it's Saturday, like, in the next scene. Yeah, I know. It's, like, next Friday, like, you know? So I constantly have to ignore things. Or, like, she's in her school uniform, but it's a, like, no. Yeah. You constantly have to ignore certain things, okay? They did what they could in 42 minutes of television, (laughs) and that's all. Agreed. However, do you not... Oh, my God. Can we agree that, like... You and I have both seen the show a lot of times, right? Yeah. So, like, when you've seen it this many times, and now you're now and now you're analyzing oh, yeah, of course, it for a podcast, things. I'm now noticing things that I wouldn't notice before. Yeah, but the podcast is not called Notice Rory's fucking schedule. It's called, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I mean, we're not here to analyze her fucking when she's wearing her uniform and when she's eating breakfast. Did I not just say I don't mean to nitpick? Did I not preface by saying that? <sighs> Moving on. We're very bitter today. Mm, it's not a good day. Poor Brad. Oh yeah, Brad comes back. Yes. At so the let's 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 take it theme by theme. Yes, we have to backtrack. Okay, so there's a debate going on at Chilton. Mm-hmm. Rory and Paris are in a team, and Brad and some girl and some girl. Because <laughs> remember, Brad transferred schools because Paris terrified him so much. <laughs> He's going up against Paris in the debate. Um, the theme is. The, the topic is doctor-assisted suicide. Yeah. And the reason Paris is so concerned with Rory's WPM is because she wants to get as many points as possible across in a limited amount of time. Like, Paris just stresses me out at this point. Not stress, not That's not the right term. Paris just, like... I feel like I, I am Paris deep down, and I've had to work so hard to... You know, mm. grow past my inner Paris that, like, now watching her, it's like, leave me alone. Got you know it. what I mean? Got it. Yeah. No, I get it. And I also feel Brad when he's slumped over in his chair and he's like, I'm sweating. My entire body is soaked. <laughs> You're like, poor Brad. But Rory was really sweet. She's like, you need a hug? <laughs> like, no, I'm just going to sit here quietly. She's so intense, though. And I feel like at this, I mean, there, is there ever a point before the whole Harvard debacle happens in season three where she like, is it only in, is it only up until that point that she's like so intense about school because she like thinks it's her, it's like it, it, all this work is her ticket to Harvard. No, but if you remember in later seasons when she's on the Yale Daily News, mm-hmm. remember that, that story she did about she had got the religion beat for the, for yeah. the paper and she like followed the guy, the rabbi to... to yeah. To yeah. synagogue and like she she did Ramadan like you know all this mm-hmm. I think she's just a very intense person yeah. she has a very intense personality mm-hmm. I think it's heightened because she has a goal of getting into an Ivy League school right now mm-hmm. um, but I don't think she ever changes no you're right she hasn't even in the revival she has a goal of getting Lorelai impregnated or whatever yeah no she has a she... she's gonna bring some people over to the diner like yeah you know? no she has a very overachieving personality and like has to it's either it's all or nothing and she's that's... just very intense yeah and I'm and I think I relate to her because I'm like that too. To a lesser extent, I don't think I would, I would go. Hope so. I don't think I'll go to such lengths to impregnate someone. But... <laughs> God. Anyway. If you're impregnating anyone, <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> no. Anyway. Mm. Um. Okay. So the debate happens, and then after the debate, Paris wants to go over the transcripts. Yeah. Get a fucking life, Paris. <laughs> get a fucking life. So, and she gets so so, so insulted. I know. Like, She's like, "Well, I'm going back home to you know like." Fine. And then she just like storms <laughs> off, and poor Brad yeah. He's like, oh, it was just the whole thing. So speaking, of, so speaking of who she's going home with yes. after the debate. So. Okay, now we have to fast. Not fast forward. Rewind a little bit because we have some feelings, do we? Yeah, we have feelings. Okay, because this episode makes me want to cry because <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> now who's mumbling now who gets me but you guys know how i feel about christopher yes you know how i feel about yes. christopher but i have to admit that towards the end i'm also very mad at lorelei what else is new are we, okay, ever, are but, we ever not mad at lorelei god the more i watch the show the more i realize fuck you lorelei thank you okay but we can go back because i had a problem with christopher at the beginning of the episode when he calls to speak with Lorelai, he's like, I'm in your neck of the woods. And Lorelai goes, oh, well, if you're still in town, come to the debate. He's a coward. He's an asshole. He's and an asshole, but he's a coward. Yeah, he's a because piece of shit. later when Lorelai, because, anyway. What happens, <laughs> what happens is that it, it isn't just Christopher who comes to yeah. Roy's debate. He definitely made it seem like it was just him. I'm in your neck of the woods. I'll be there. I haven't seen you guys in a while. And he brings Sherry. He brings Sherry. His girlfriend. His girlfriend. But I'm saying he's a coward because like he, deliber- he deliberately 
didn't tell her. I'm of not, course, yeah. Like, there's no there's no shred where... And, and don't... Like, they're having this whole conversation of, like, you didn't... T- is there a reason you didn't tell me, little yeah. ass? And he's like, Later. oh, I, did, I, I thought I mentioned it. Like, no, you're no, a coward. No, fuck you. You did it on purpose. Shut you're up. You're a coward. Okay? Shut up. Because instead of having a conversation with the mother of your child saying, hey, is it okay if I bring my girlfriend and she meets Rory and, you know, like... Uh-huh. I get it. I get what you're saying. He is a coward. Mm-hmm. Um, when Rory sees... Christopher and Sherry in at Chilton. Do you remember what she said to him? She's like, "Hey, Dad, I can't believe you made it." Yeah. And he says, "Of course I did. I wouldn't miss this or something like that." You miss everything. Yeah, number one. And then Rory says, and I quote, "I'm still getting used to it, like the fact that you're not a dick and not like yeah reneging on your mm-hmm. word." I, I just think it shows that we still have a lot of work to do. You mm-hmm. can't just show up to one fucking debate and you're like. Mm-hmm. Mr. Father of the Year. I'm e- I'm very eager for us to get to the other seasons where Rory is much more bitter towards her I love father. It. Because, I love like, it. Because he deserves it. Because at this point, she's still very innocent and childlike. Yeah, we've that- said it before. She's still making an effort. Like, she still says comments like this. Like, I'm, oh, I'm still getting used to it like that. But she's, but not she's as, still hopeful. She's not as jaded. No. And I think what I think I think what starts to push Roy over the edge is the, is what happens at the end of season two and oh season definitely three. that's a game changer yes game changer but we'll get to that when we get to that so this episode actually obviously we're we're, we're always gonna hate Christopher for reasons we've already discussed yeah but this episode kind this episode just like rubs me the wrong way in terms of Sherry because Ooh. that kind of the whole. You know, the whole thing where she wants to take Rory out shopping. No, wait, hold. Yes. Hold. We have to backtrack? We have to backtrack just a little bit. Okay. Because I have to preface this by saying that at this point in the show, Mm -hmm. I know there's other things coming, but at this point in the show, there is absolutely no reason to hate Sherry. No. She didn't do anything wrong. No. And that's not, and I actually was going to. I know what you're saying. I know what you're going to, what you're going to say. And I will let you say it. No problem. (laughs) But what I'm, when I want to preface it by saying, because I think it's important because I speak to a lot of people about Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, fucking Sherry. And I'm like, what did she, why do you hate Sherry? I always have to ask. Kind of like, why do you hate um, Rachel? Yeah. Because if you hate Sherry for what she did in later seasons, I'm with you. See, I don't hate Sherry for what she did in later seasons. I just hate that we, we never got closure with her character because she just disappears. I mean, we kind of did in season seven. You know, we get closure. Like, I hate her for disappearing. But, yeah. You know what I mean? I hate her in later seasons for reasons. Mm-hmm. But right now in season two and even beginning of season three, she didn't do anything wrong. No. She like, just, she has a boyfriend. She's she knows, herself. Yeah, she knows her kid is apparently important to her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Apparently. apparently. I say apparently. Yes. Fuck you. Who are you kidding? <laughs> um, and she wants to get to know his kid. You know what I mean? So when people say I, sh- I hate Sherry, I need people to kind of reflect on why. Okay, yeah. Because if you just hate her for the fact that the show is kind of like pitting women against each other. We're going to put a pin in that because... <laughs> you can finish, but we're gonna Death put we're, we're, we're no, gonna we can put a pin in it. We're gonna put a pin in that because later when it actually happens, yeah. when she disappears, um, I have feelings. We're too. gonna get into that more because yeah. I like I don't hate I don't I'm not, I'm not gonna say that I've ever like hated Sherry for leaving, but I'm gonna say that probably the reasons why people you've talked to about the show say they hate Sherry for leaving is because like the whole like um mother fictional mother trope where like the mother leaves and then like it causes yeah it causes issues where you know with the father like the whole like you know double standard between the mother leaving and the father leaving but at the same time like there yeah there is there's there's a lot of complicated circumstances in this case so that's why i'm gonna say we're gonna put a pin in it and we'll discuss it when it happens later on because that's not because like you said in this in this instance and furthermore down the line in around this time there's no real reason to hate Sherry. Exactly. And I'm not going to say I hate her in this episode, but like you said the first time when we talked about Christopher in season one, when mm-hmm. he first arrived, that brought up, that that brings up, uh, you know, issues for you with your dad and what, and, you know, all the stuff, all the um, personal upheavals, I guess we'll call them. Sure. In that area. Um, for me, like, Watching Sherry be so eager 
with, you know, wanting to get to know Rory and like, let's do this. And let's go, let's go shopping. And like, I want to get to know you. And like, it's not as intense in this case, I find, because like Rory is still a bit of a wet noodle where she's like, where she's like so perfect and like, will smile and do everything and whatever. Yeah. I find if, I, I think if Sherry had entered later, like, Maybe season four, season five, when Rory was in college and a bit more like... Yeah, she wouldn't have been as agreeable, I think. No, exactly. But at this point, Rory is very like agreeable, nice smile, whatever. So it's not... It doesn't bring... It doesn't like... It doesn't aggravate me as much as it could, I guess I'll say. But like watching Sherry, again, be so eager to like get to know Rory just kind of brings up um, a bit of... A bit of like my own family drama that I think I've mentioned a bit in the past. Like, so I'll mention, I'll give you a brief rundown. So when I was in grade five, so I was 11, I think my mom's sister passed away from breast cancer. And so she had three, she had three sons. So I, so my three cousins and they lived in Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada for our our international listeners, which is like two hours away from here. Yeah. Two hours away from where we are. So an hour and a half if you drive like I do. As my mom does too. Great. <laughs> um, so when my aunt passed away, my mom ended up um, as the guardian of her th- of her, um, her, her th- nephews. Yeah, her three nephews. So she uh, so she li- basically lived in Ottawa during the week and then would come home on the weekends. So for like a period of three years, I'm gonna say it was like that. And like I was really young. And my parents did a very good job at keeping me out of it. Mm-hmm. And like, so the only, I'm going to say the only pain, the only like, the only like, um, issues that I had was like missing my mom. Like, yeah, of course. And as any child. And would. it was always put in, and it, like, it was always put into perspective of like, you know, they kind of need her more right now. And like, yeah. but at the same time, I didn't it, like, it didn't bother me that she was, that she was taking care of them instead of me. Like that was never the no, issue. It was like, the issue was that she wasn't here and I missed her. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a normal reaction for a child to have when their mom is missing that much. Yeah. And so, and like, but it wasn't like she was missing cause, cause like she, like, I think we talked on the phone like five times every day, you know? No, so but like, I mean, it's different when she's there and versus yeah, when she's not here. here. So I think like, because I was so young, I didn't really, re- I didn't, it didn't really like the gravity of the situation wasn't as, you know, grave to me. Mm-hmm. But so everyone else kind of was more worried about me than I guess I was worried about me because yeah. like I was twelve. Like my and like like I said, my parents did a really good job of like making sure my world was not affected mm-hmm. by it. So, like, but because everyone else thought what my mom was doing was just like so monumental, like in in retrospect, it was like she left her own family to go yeah. raise finish raising her sister's kids, and they were all like late teens by this point. Okay. Um. But like every all the other all the other adults around me kind of started to just like I'm not gonna say pamper me, but like would like go the extra mile to like feel bad for me, I Got guess. It. Not like not really pity me, but like, oh, you know, what your mom is doing, it's so great. And like and I get it's hard, but like kind of was just I guess pity a little bit. But, but like they, would they also go out of their way to like so what do you do? Like how school? Like oh yeah, like people who like distant relatives who I was never close with as a kid, all of a sudden started like wanting to hold my hand and wanting to like do, like take me out and like let's let, like I'll take you out to dinner like your dad is your, like your dad's working late like oh I'll come over like and like I had no problem with that like I you know I didn't, I didn't get to see these relatives a lot so yeah. I didn't, it didn't matter to me they wanted to come over and that wasn't really the issue either it was more like my cousin's reaction towards it later was like they didn't really realize until a couple of years had passed how much I had to give up I guess and like yeah. so I guess I guess because we were all kids and we could say like we all kind of only realized and no offense they were going through a little bit something yeah like and their mom died you know and so I guess we only realized I guess everyone only realized later how much it affected me and mm-hmm. they realized how how much it affected me um and so I actually in a turn in a turn of events the year after my aunt died her eldest son passed away yeah so there was like double, like double, like double, double tragedy. Yeah, exactly. So like my mom was actually on the verge of like moving back home and then he passed away. So it was like double whammy. It was like 10, it was like 10 steps forward and then 20 steps back yeah. kind of thing. So like a lot of stuff ended up happening. And then um, a few years later, the second eldest son ended up uh, suing my mom for mismanaging the, uh, my, my aunt's estate. 
so there was a lot of falling out, I guess, and family drama. And so, so like, it got worse after that happened because and then everyone's felt so bad, continued to feel so bad for me. Yeah. Where, um, like, in, before when people would come over and like, oh, your mom this, oh, your mom that. But now it was like, everyone was so upset that like, they can't believe that they're doing this to my mom. Yeah, so I think, like, what you're saying is that Sherry's eagerness to, like, is it Sherry's eagerness that you have a problem yeah, with? Yeah, it's Sherry. Or is it also Rory's, like, complacency? A bit of both, yeah. I would say, because, like... Because I can see both. Like, I can see, like, your family members. Because something similar happened when my father passed away. When my father passed away, um, everyone suddenly, like, wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, it was a very nice thing. Like, my uncle would come over. He's like, let's go to a movie. Like, yeah. everyone would go to my, my brother's hockey games. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very nice thing. But also, you're just, like, you feel obligated after to, like, yeah, exactly. take them up on all their offers. And also, it's, like, can you guys just give me some space right yeah. now? <laughs> and then, so, anyway, what ended up happening was that, like, because um, the second eldest cousin, you know, sued my mom, we kind of, you know, ceased contact with him. Like, yeah, the, had a falling out. Like, the, yeah, the, the, rela- the, the relationship was severed. And then all of that trauma kind of fell on the youngest son. And so... Um, I think in the first in the first Christopher episode, I had mentioned that like I had a cousin who you know continues to reach out to us and like wants to you know make up for things that happened and like yeah you know I guess like make up for lost time or like I think he he thinks he owes us something and like I guess you kind of do but like it's it's fine now yeah. and then so just it's difficult because he he constantly wants to make it up to us but like is limited and is also dealing with his own issues and it's like i'm not putting myself in that situation again because throughout my entire childhood you kind of always let me down Mm -hmm. and it was like i'm now an adult and i'm not like now i'm an adult and i have a choice whether or not to put myself in that situation and for self-preservation i'm not gonna do that so i I guess to, to relate it back to the show in this, in like this situation, Sherry reminds me of my cousin mm-hmm. showing up or being in town and like, oh, wanting to do something with me and wanting to do this and wanting to do that and like Rory being so complacent and just, oh yeah, okay, sure. It's like, no, we're not doing that. That's bad. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. But it's because different. let's be honest, it is a little weird that they roll into town, and she's like, oh, I'd love to take her to a movie and tonight. dinner tonight, right now, like, Ugh. and then she's like, we have to go shopping soon, okay, soon. And you're like, oh my god, can you relax? Yeah. Like I, I do appreciate how Sher- Sherry says, like, I'm, I'm so forced to myself right now. It's embarrassing. Yeah. But yeah, still. But I think, listen, I think no matter what, whether it be Sherry or your cousin, they're coming from a good place. Yeah. But the thing is, you also have to think of the person that you're asking this of. Yeah. Um. And for me, with my cousin, it's like. What, like, as soon as you ask me something, I'm like, I'm already picturing the ways in which you're going to screw this up. The yeah. ways in which you're going to let me down. Yeah. And I'm not doing that again. Oh, we are two children of trauma and it's the worst. <laughs> because my mind works exactly the same way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, and when you said that thing about, like, trying to make up for lost time, I feel like Christopher's doing it too. And he's moving in, like, fast forward. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, I'll just bring Sherry, and I'm going to show them that I'm great, yeah, and everything's okay, and we have a place in Boston, and she can come, and, like, you know, like, he's that's just... A good, that, that's a good point. Like, he's just trying to move everything forward to say, like, hey, I'm in a really good place right now, and everything's going to be fine now, and now we could be a family. Like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, I enjoy... That's the thing. When I said at the beginning that I'm torn about this episode, it's because, like, you appreciate the effort, kind of, but also it's, like... Because my brain also works like yours when I'm like, all the things that he could do to fuck this up mm-hmm. and that he does do to fuck this up, like, I always go worst case scenario with him. Yeah. You know? No, because, like, when you, like, you know, Well, you model future behavior on past behavior, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and what's that, like, that cliche expression, um, like, once burned, twice shy, what's it, like, oh, no. once bitten, Mm-mm. twice shy or something, what is it? I don't it? know what that means. <laughs> once bitten, twice shy. Okay. English major is having a bad day. Um, I'm gonna Google that <laughs> shit. There's, uh, you know, what the I, fuck is once bitten twice shy? It's burned something. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, once bitten twice shy is a thing. Yes, please tell me what it means. <laughs> oh no, it's a song. It's a song. Go- okay, there should just yeah, shush. Find it. Meaning in the Cambridge dictionary. <laughs> yes. Said one- when you are frightened to do something again because you had an unpleasant experience doing it the first time, but it doesn't make sense. One bitten once. Oh, it does make once sense. Once bitten, twice shy. Meaning like you. Meaning like I did the first time you bit me, and I'm not. And now, and now I'm, I'm like. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, got it, got it, got it. I was like, once bitten, twice okay. shy. That's British. See, you do like British humor. Okay, one point for the English major. I take that back. <laughs> Negative seven from before. Um, no, but like that. All of that to say, when when someone who you care about has let you down yeah. that like enough times, it's like. Why am I going to continue putting myself? No, in you that have to situation? protect yourself at a certain point. And I think, like jumping forward again, that's what Rory does after the end of season two. Yeah, you know. So, but in this, but in this episode, like I'm not gonna say your complacency bothers me, but like it but does. But it is a little sh- not shitty. It's not shitty on Rory's part. I hate that we're shitting on Rory when she's like she's just trying to be nice and like. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure I can just think of it from her point of view. She's like, she does see her dad getting his shit together, and here's this girl who seems really, really nice. And, like, her dad's kind of crazy about her. And, like, you also see the fact that Sherry was the one that kind of got him to settle down. So maybe she is a good... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, you kind of see it from her perspective, too. And it's like, she's just a kid we have to remember. Yeah. Like, I, there's no there's no way that Rory is, is the bad guy in no, this equation. No, 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 no. If and you I, take anything away from this conversation, yeah, it's, it's that. And I think what we're doing is we're, is we're putting our personal problems, yeah, this, our this, personal traumas on the fictional characters now. Because, so, uh, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to go to therapy and we'll come right back, okay? Oh, my. Um, therapy is so expensive, you guys. <laughs> it's so expensive. But speaking, speaking of which, as... <laughs> In conclusion to our in conclusion, in, our, in conclusion to our Sherry discussion, the thing I wrote down in my notes, and I actually completely forgot that I wrote this down, was I kind of want to slap this Sherry bitch. Yeah, because she comes off very strong. Yeah, right? and reminds me of all of the relatives and cousins who have like felt Come bad, her. felt bad, <laughs> yeah, who have felt bad for me and been like. Let's do something. Let's go shopping. I want to buy you stuff. Like, let's go to Walmart. I'm yeah, like, but do you think that Sherry's doing it because she feels bad for Rory? No. But I'm just, like, but again, putting my personal traumas Really? You don't think she feels this. bad for the fact that the guy that she now is madly in love with, like, ignored her her whole life? I'm not getting that in this in this episode. Okay. okay. Maybe later on, like, when she wants to include Rory in the baby shower, wants to include Rory in, the, like, basically delivering her child. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. I feel like... Rory's gonna come in the delivery room with yeah. me. Hell no. <laughs> I would have been out of there so fast. I love that there episode. There would have been We're a gonna... impression in the wall. <laughs> I love that episode. We're that gonna, episode's but the we'll, best. But we'll get to that. But you know why? Because I also have another experience. My grandfather got remarried. Mm-hmm. My, my grandfather and my grandmother got divorced when my mom was like, well, they separated when my mom was very young and the divorce was finalized later. But my grandfather got remarried. And my grandfather has always been a dick. Like, to this day, he's still a dick. He's eight years old and he's a dick. But he got remarried to, like, the sweetest lady. Yeah. Who, um, you know, my, even my mom says she's so nice. But we always tell her, like, what the fuck are you doing with this guy? But um, it got to the point where we were, like, she she would tell my grandfather sometimes, like, no, you fucked up. Just admit you fucked up. And, like, yeah. that's it, you know? So, and sometimes I would get the impression that my grandfather would only make an effort because she was forcing him to make an effort Mm -hmm, because not she felt bad for us, but she saw what an asshole he was. And it's like, it's not fair to your kids and grandkids. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about where like one relative or like, or one spouse like feels bad for what the other spouse has done and like is trying to, you know bridge the gap. Yeah. But I'm not getting like, maybe you're not getting it in this episode. Like maybe you have a point in saying that, but. From my perspective, I didn't get, I wasn't getting that. Okay, because I think some of it has to do with that. Yeah. Um, because she does also, when they're in the kitchen, she does tell Lorelai, like, I know Christopher hasn't been around as much and we want to change that. Right. So I do think it's okay. some, it ha, it's not all of her motive. I really do think she just wants to get, get to know Rory. But I do think some of it is driven by the fact that mm. she's now starting a life with this guy and apparently she's really serious about him. And she knows he fucked up. And she wants to kind of... I think you're right. Through her, make up for it. I think the next time I watch this episode, I'm going to see it differently now. Okay, great. See, that's what I do. I change minds, (laughs) y'all. And to all of you listening, the next time you watch this episode, you might see it with our traumas on it too. If you've never been traumatized... (laughs) Please don't listen to this podcast. Number one. Number two, (laughs) got to be in your shoes. Yes. Um, Okay. Uh, Lorelai takes childishness to a whole new level in this episode. Yes, she does. Who the fuck calls from the kitchen? Honestly, you know, like when you're in the same room as somebody and you're texting them? Like, this bitch just na 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 send. And then you know when the person goes, why are you texting me? And you're like, shut up. It's a fucking secret. <laughs> so, I'm a big fan of that. 
Yeah. I've done it. Um, Lorelai calling Roy from the kitchen is the best, I think, because that's definitely. Sorry, Leonard! Because that's definitely something that my mom would do. Oh my god. Maybe like. Yeah, I can see her doing yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe like on a lesser scale. I don't think she would like. Maybe do it from this, from like the kitchen, but like she, if she, she would probably do <laughs> can it. Can you imagine your relatives are here and just calling them from here? Just tell them. And your mom can't whisper for no. shit, by the way. And our house is small, so you you would not be able to whisper in the kitchen and not hear it in the living room. Oh my god, your mom cannot whisper. It's like but, my mom. It's like my grandmother when we go to church and she's like, she's so fast, and I'm like, you're not whispering, you fucking douchebag. But something my mom would do would probably be like. Oh, okay, I'm leaving now, you know, mwah, mwah, and then call from the car and be like, so, um... That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that, too. We've left, like, family events sometimes, and my mom and I came separately in separate cars. And you called And we, like, can't even wait to get home to gossip. We call each other, we're both on speakerphone, we're like, but what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. But, um, but again, I do hate, like you said, when people are like, why are you texting me? Like, fuck, are you retarded? Like, do you think I'm texting you for funsies? You want me to, t- I, if I wanted to tell the world, I would have told the fucking people in this room. Honestly, that was something that me and my high school friends would do at parties where we'd sit in a corner and text oh, yeah. each other and then people would get mad at us and call us bitches. I'm like, cause we were, cause we were bitches. Well, at least you can own it. Mm-hmm. I did. I don't know if they did. I was like, okay. I, I'm a bitch. I, I admit it. I am a bitch. I hate you all. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so Rory goes to dinner and a movie with Sherry. Yes, but, but before we get into that, oh, okay. I just want to say, just for the record, yeah. Lorelai and Rory could have invited them to Luke's instead of their house. That's true. Somewhere, that, like, Weston, somewhere. Like, that's not rude. Like, I don't know why they think it, like they thought it would be rude to not invite them back to their house. You know what's like, rude? Cutting them off on the highway and then... And serving Halloween candy. Like, was, imagine going to someone's house and, like, here's weird. some fucking lollipops from a bag from a month ago or whatever, however long it's been. Yeah, that's weird. But I do, I do sympathize with Lorelai when she's like, oh, I'm wasted on company. Like I would, if I, if I had chocolate, I was saving. I'm not giving that a company. Guys, I've done that. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything. I'm sorry. It's because I want to eat that fucking popcorn later, bitch. Yes, exactly. Anyways. Um, so while Rory and Sherry are bonding, yes. Christopher and Lorelai go to Friday night dinner and Emily loses her shit. Mm-hmm. Emily yeah. loses it. She's going to pop a blood vessel. She had to lie down. She had a headache. <laughs> Um, okay, but I think what's so annoying about Christopher at this at this please. point, <laughs> I think what's so annoying about him at this point is that he acts like he's always been around. Yeah, but we I know. know that he hasn't. Yeah, but I think you know what's even more annoying is the fact that Emily and Richard act like he's never done anything wrong. That and that's like that's sexism in my opinion. Like yeah, we've touched on that before. Yes. Like if Laura had done the same misogyny, thing. yeah, with a misogyny she, card, yeah. Throw it down <laughs> like an Uno pickup four. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it's just it's it always annoys. Every time Richard and Christopher interact, it annoys me. And every time Christopher is brought up in a conversation with Richard, and Richard always has his back, mm-hmm. like in the beginning of season three. And that's like a very you it, know it it kills me. It's a very patriarchal thing. But it's also because like you have. You have more understanding of this man and more sympathy in your heart for him than you do for your daughter. And that's the problem with it. For and me. I feel like but that's I feel the like, main problem. I feel like if Lorelai was a man, then she then there, it would be different. Yeah, like, of course. Of course it would. Yes. I guess we're gonna solve misogyny in one day. But I like how Emily's getting more and more angry. Yeah. And then it when, so what then, are they doing with that woman? <laughs> and then in the kitchen, it kind of, like the bubble kind of bursts. Yeah. Where she's so she basically says that Lorelai should have been the one to help the man get his life together. Can we? Can so like we... that's so like that's the issue is that. Chris Why can't the man get his life together by himself? Yeah, exactly. So the thing is here that like the patriarchal generals that we're <laughs> we're referring to here, the issue is that Christopher was a mess. Yeah. And, and by, Sherry was the one to bring him back from that mess. Yes. And by uh, Emily and Richard's standards, the, like, you know, conservative standards, mm-hmm. um, if a man is a mess, it's, it's, the, du- it, to... it's the duty of the wife, the yeah. woman, to save him from himself, I yeah. guess. I guess. Like, I, make like, him better. I can just picture, like, you know, some kind of 50s what? image where a yeah. man kills himself and then it's, a, it's his wife's fault but for not saving him. why do I him. have to... Why do women have to... Like, I have my own shit to take care of. 
And I feel like that's what I feel like that's what makes Emily's perspective dated. Like even in this, this, this was in two thousand and two, but I feel like even even in two thousand and two, that, that was is, dated. Like my problem with it is more the fact that you just have no understanding for your daughter. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like Lorelai is Lorelai is out of the equation. And I don't even care if it has if it boils down to misogyny, sexism, whatever. I think it's more the for me it bothers me more because those are your parents. You and know. They never, and like when it comes to Christopher, they never have Lorelai's back. No, that's it because. She's also blaming her. She's like, that. now he's got his life together and he should have gotten his life together with you. But he got his life together and went with her. Like, don't you resent? Like, no. Like, what was she supposed to do? Wait around for him, you know? They have no sympathy for the fact that, like, she had to move on and she did what she had to do to raise her kid while he was off doing whatever the fuck he was doing. Yeah. You know? So more, more than anything, for me, I'm more bothered by the fact that her parents don't have her back. Yeah. Like, sexism and misogyny is a whole other thing for me. Do you think that, on a deeper level, um, Emily and Richard resent Lorelai because Lorelai, like, again, we can't really say that, like, Lorelai got pregnant on her own. But can we say that because... No. But, but can we say that because Lorelai was the one who was pregnant, car- exactly. carrying the child, do you think that we could say that they resent her for getting pregnant and thus messing up Christopher's life? So I think... Do, do, they, do they think... Like, do they hold her responsible for messing up Christopher's life? Yeah. So here's the thing. Like it or not, and there's a really good Juno quote <clears throat> about this, like, I think it went something like she's talking to Polly Bleeker. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I love that movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. She's talking to him and she's like, "You don't have to wear the evidence under your sweater." Yeah, and I'm that's a, I'm a planet. Yeah, and that's exactly true. Like, they were the ones. Their family was more shamed than anything because their daughter is walking around with evidence. Yeah. you know what I mean. And so, they got. They were the ones that got more embarrassed, no matter what Strobe and Francine say. You know what I mean. <laughs> So, like, I think they resent her for getting pregnant, even though it was him that did the impregnating. Like, she couldn't do it on her own Exactly. Like, so I think where there should be equal blame, it's like 90-10. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) On their own daughter. Because the fact of the matter is, like, she had to carry the kids. She was the one who had to drop out of school. She was the one that had to raise, you know what I mean? She was the one that had to go to the hospital. Like, all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. Which is where the sexism comes from, by Mm -hmm. the way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to say that, you know, Richard and Emily hate their daughter. No, I don't think it's hate. I just think, I think that but, but I think that no matter what happens, her getting pregnant and dropping out of school and, like, you they're know, gonna embarrassing them. them. Yes, exactly. Um, they're they're hum- going to resent Humiliating them. Like, there's, I don't think even, like, in the revival that Emily is over that. Nobody's like, over I don't it. Think, I don't think they ever get over but it. But you know what the thing is? Nobody, Richard and Emily aren't over it, and Lorelai is not over it either. Because no. I think a lot of the problems that that Richard and Emily have with Lorelai and vice versa is the fact that nobody can get... Lorelai can't get over the fact that her parents resent her. And yeah. her parents can't get over the fact that she embarrassed them all those exactly. years ago. No matter what happens after, no matter what she makes of herself, no matter how good Rory turned out, they just can't let it go. I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah, they can't let it go. And Lorelai cannot get over the fact that her... she Okay, she fucked up. But her parents, number one, always took the guy's side. And number two, still... She's 50 years old and they're still throwing it in her face. When you get pregnant, you get married. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, like, come on. Did we just solve the family, we solved the, it the all. family drama that it's going on? We should gross? end this podcast yes. right now. Conclusion in the end. We don't need to, we don't need to continue with the rest no, of the season. No, we're seasons. not doing that because I have to say that Emily was a dick in this episode. She was. Because how can you say that she's she she's just very cruel to her daughter in this episode in the kitchen. Yeah. And like you said You can't commit. You've always been waiting for him. No, no. Like, like what? No, but she's to me, that's her projecting the resentment and anger onto Laura. Yeah, but don't do that to your kids. I know. <laughs> All right. Conclusion. Just, <laughs> just and like it reminds like there's certain moments where Emily's true nature comes out, yeah. and it's like no, Mm-mm. no, no, no bueno. Like the worst, the worst for me is in season six when she finds out so that so many thoughts when she finds out that Rory and Logan are oh when she finds out that the virginity ship has sailed. Yes. <laughs> That's the worst for me. Oh my and she, Who brings and she, the reverend to talk And to she them? loses it and goes and tries to buy a plane. Yeah, that was fucking... No, that was when Rory left. 
same yeah same same, same cluster of episodes i get same it. era <laughs> i get it imagine being so upset you're like i'm gonna go buy a plane exactly i want that level can we talk about lane yes let's talk about lane's story in this episode yes before we get to the conclusion yeah in which we hate christopher even more exactly and we're also conflicted about Lorelai. Yes. So Lane is grounded. Lane is still grounded over Henry Cho. Which, like, it kind of, I'm not going to say it bothers me, but, like, it kind of pains me a little that Mrs. Kim still grounded her so drastically when... Yeah, but that's Mrs. Kim. I know. and I, But there was, like... I'm not in, saying I agree, but that's Mrs. Kim. In the in the, in the basket episode, there was, like, a, I, I sense a bit of sympathy. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, maybe she would lighten up a bit, but no. He was Korean after all. But anyways. Are you sure he was Korean? Yes, I'll call his mother. <laughs> um, Lane is like quarantined in her house. Yeah, and she's like. And she absolutely needs to have the new Bell and Sebastian single. Single. Not CD. Single. Not album. Single. I admire her. I admire her. Her level of collecting. Her chutzpah. Her chutzpah, yes. Her chutzpah. Um, so the C is silent? Is that what it is? It's <sighs> Okay. <laughs> it's the um that Jewish and Greek people have. Um, sh- she only gets what five minutes of phone time a day. Yeah, five minutes of phone time a day. Unless she's calling the Psalm hotline. God, I can't even. Which has been Psalm seventy three for the last three days. I can't. <laughs> Do you want to call- let's call the Psalm hotline? Let's let's let's. Do they still have those? I have no idea. But if they do, we should conference them in on this podcast. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, too much Jesus. Um, the whole plan at the end. So they, so. They concoct this whole plan. Yes, because Lane, because Rory says, you know, why don't you just wait to get it until after you're grounded? And Lane says, hey, I am a fanatic audiophile and that comes with responsibilities that a grounding does not alter. Well. So they concoct this. She could have waited. Yeah, so they concoct this (laughs) entire. Is my opinion. They concoct this entire plan to get the single to Lane despite her being grounded. Yeah. So it consisted of Kirk acting as a decoy mm-hmm. to, to dis- stop Mrs. Kim and Lane in the street and distract Mrs. Kim by asking her what is what her store hours are. And this, by the way, is the uh, is the this, the scene where, where yeah. Mrs. Kim remarks that she's known Kirk since he was two. Exactly. Which then calls into question other episodes where they say that Kirk is hasn't lived in Stars Hollow his I'm whole life. I'm not mad though. I just like those things. I like, I know, but I like I mean, pointing out those things. But I mean, things. like, in any other scenario, I'd be like, oh, that would bother me a little bit. But he's, he's, he's such he's a... He's Kirk, so I don't And he's such a, a secondary character. So. I know, but he's, it's part of his charm, I find. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it is. Consists... Like, his, his charm of, like, we don't know where he came from. Exactly. So it consists of Kirk talking to Mrs. Kim and Michelle circling the square <laughs> jogging with his hood up and dropping the CD... In Lane's bag. In Lane's basket. Is um, it a bag or a basket? I think it's a basket. Okay. So the only problem is that Bible study was moved that week. <laughs> so Michelle thought the drop-off was at 9, but now it was at 10. And Lorelai didn't give him the message. Lorelai didn't tell him. So Are Michelle we... had been jogging since 9 o'clock. Around the circle. But like, and... why couldn't you just stop jogging? I know. You idiot. His cardiologist will be thrilled. It's <laughs> like, you evil girl, get away from me. It's true. I will never, ever do anything for you again. It's very dramatic. Yes. The fact that they got him to agree <laughs> it's... in the first place. Yeah, it's big. And, was big. And Rory, like, pays him a compliment or something. What does she say? I don't know. She says, like... Your form was excellent. Yes. yes. And so, oh, you are your mother's daughter. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So, uh, that was Lane's storyline. Yes. And that's, that, that scene in the end with, with dropping, dropping the single in her bag is just timeless. It was No, it was really well done. So, now let's talk about Christopher and Lorelai's blowout in the diner. Yes. Christopher is a dick. That is all. As, as people who follow us on Instagram saw on the, on our story yeah. i posted a screenshot of my notes yes yeah. he sent that to me too <laughs> and i was like yeah those are for pretty much all the notes we need yeah um but can we talk about lorelei's speech that provokes christopher's response okay but i just have to preface that by saying christopher takes that the wrong way uh, number one he takes opinion. it the wrong way and i think the reason he takes it the wrong way is because she knows he's right he knows she's right. What did I say? <laughs> no, I'm blowing glaze today. She knows. He knows that what she says has a little bit of truth to it. 
Yeah. And he feels guilty. So what he do we feels do attacked. when we Yeah, what do we do when we feel guilty and attacked? We, we lash out. And we project our own guilt and anger back on the other person. Yeah. God, should we be psychologists? I think we should. God, if I could be my own therapist, <laughs> save so much money. We charge two thousand dollars a session. Sign Come on up, down. Sign up on our website. Um yeah, so basically the gist of it is that Lorelai tells him, I have to thank you. Like, I mean, that was weirdly phrased, though. Honestly, now that we're now that we're discussing it, I kind of see it both ways. Like, I do too. But like, I'm fuck like, Lorelai, but also fuck Christopher. No, fuck Christopher forever. <laughs> but the way Lorelai phrased it, it's like, cause okay, well, let's just get the gist of the speech out. She was saying that she never realized before that day that she had the conversation with her mother that a part of her was always waiting for Christopher to get his act together. In every relationship that she had, she couldn't commit because he was always in the back of her mind. And now she just wants to thank him for... I didn't get it. For what? Why is she thanking him? Yeah, I don't know. I think she's... I mean, I kind of get where she's coming from. I get it too, but what's with the thank you? I think it's... She shouldn't be thanking this dick for anything. I know. Except for his sperm. (laughs) And I think... But I think... But even that ruined your life. She wouldn't have been, like, provoked, I'll say, to... Thank him. Yeah, if her mother hadn't gotten in her head. No, I was gonna say she wouldn't. Oh. Have been, she wouldn't have been provoked to do that if Sherry hadn't been in the picture. Of course not. But she even says it like so you should be sh- you should be shanking. You shanking. Be- <laughs> God damn. You should be thanking Sherry then, if you want to get into thank yous. For what? For I don't know, making her making her see things differently, making her have this epiphany. I feel like that's on Sherry. There's no like. This is why I'm very confused. And conflicted. Because in my opinion, nobody should be thanking anybody. I know. I don't think so either. But Like, thank you for making me realize. Thank you. This is the gist of it. Thank you. Now that you're so happy and I see you so settled. Thank you. Because now I can move on with my life. Yeah, I know. That I haven't been living for 17 years. Is it kind of like a backwards version of Thank You Next by Ariana Grande? Is that like a backwards? Can we say that? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't get episode it. Episode title, thank you, next. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll do this for you because it's Valentine's Day. Um, I didn't get it. I didn't get the thank no, you. No, and I think, but I, like, I think, I think Lorelai, she phrased it really wrong. She did. And Lorelai was also just projecting her own messed up psyche onto Christopher. But don't you think it's because Emily told her that she's never been able to keep a relationship that she said that? Oh yeah, she got, Emily got in her head. No, for sure. But I don't think like, if you had told Lorelai, so I think it's two things. It's one, that Emily got in her head and two, it's seeing Christopher so settled. Because if Emily had said that the first time we saw Christopher, no, she wouldn't have done that. But if Christopher was settled and Emily hadn't said that, she wouldn't have said it either. I think it's the combination of the two that made her, like, do some verbal diarrhea. Because that was a bullshit speech in my opinion. <laughs> I mean... But, I have to say, Christopher's response... Also bullshit. Also bullshit. Okay, I'm not... Like, she's not blaming you for all her failed relationships. But then I also didn't... But I'm just trying to thank you. Like, I don't understand you people. See, my thoughts on this were very clear until you started talking. And now... Well... My opinion is all blurred now. Because I'm like, well, because you have a point in everything you just said. I always have a point. I don't speak unless I have a point. Uh, So... You guys um, speak because I like the sound of my own voice? Fuck my drag, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I guess we could say that yes. Christopher's a dick, first of all. No, but like, what did but you think she meant? I think what she meant was, obviously, she was holding out for him. So she was, I think what she was trying to do was be honest a bit with him. Once, give me a minute. I'm not making a face <laughs> at you. I think what she's trying to do is be honest with him and say that, like, listen, you know, I'm... I've kind of been holding out for you all these years, blah, blah, blah. And, like, obviously, that's a lot to put on his plate. But at the same time... Oh, put whatever you want on his plate. I know, exactly. At the same time, he also needs to hear this if, we're gonna, if you know, Christopher and Sherry were going to be forever, which they're not. But, like... They all thought they were. You know, so I think what Lorelai was trying to do, I think, in her selfish, childish way, was to rid herself of any guilt for not being with Christopher and not have not having what not having what he and Sherry have and I think she's kind of like 
somewhat trying to take the blame maybe for no. not that ha- happen no so the thing is no i understand what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> but i think the thing i think people have to be not just Thorlai, people in general have to be careful when you're trying to like alleviate guilt yeah because you have to because I think Lorelai was coming from a place where, like, she was trying to make him feel like he shouldn't be guilty anymore. But really, she was just, like, trying to alleviate her own Oh, guilt. yeah. Like the... So I think when people, when when, when you want to be honest with someone, you have to, I, I try to live by this. When I want to be honest with someone, I always try and think, like, what is this giving the person versus yeah. what is this giving me? Yeah. Because if it's just to make myself feel better... Maybe it's better that I deal with it on my own. Exactly. Than like say something that it's going to be taken the wrong way or that's yeah. going to make the person feel even more guilty. Yes, I agree. I'm not saying not to communicate ever. Like if somebody really hurts you, whatever, it's great to be honest with them. Like I have conversations with my mom and I'm like, that thing you said was really shitty. <laughs> like the point is not to make them feel shitty. But I think certain things are better left unsaid. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have to put, like he's starting, as much as I hate Christopher... Like, he did get his shit together and he has a new relationship that seems like it's going to stick. You didn't have to put 17 years of failed relationships on him. No. You know what I mean? And I he deserves th- it, but you didn't have to do it. And I don't know. Maybe I'm like, maybe maybe I'm sympathizing a bit too much with Lorelai in this in this. I sympathize this with situation. her too, but. But um, I think, I don't think that was her motive. I think obviously she had some verbal diarrhea and was... What, and what she was trying to say came out as selfish and childish. Yeah. But, but I don't know. When I was watching this this time, what I took from what she was saying was that, like, hey, listen, um, you know, I've always kind of been holding out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to say she was apologizing, but I think what she's trying to say was, like... I don't know. I think it's just like, like a bit of, like, an honest confession of, like, hey, I'm, you know, I've been holding out for you and now I'm over that. So, see ya. Or not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like she was trying to just get something off her chest that wasn't clear. But I think the fact that it's so ambiguous... Is the point? Is the point. Exactly. They're never, because they're I never think, done. Yeah, number one. Number two, it's because I think they wanted to, the writers wanted to convey that even Lorelai doesn't know what the fuck she's saying. Yeah. Because she was so sure that she wasn't holding, like, holding on to him, but then Emily got in her head, so she's like, maybe I was, and he's happy now, so I kind of want to relieve his guilt, but I also want to relieve my... I think the point is that it's ambiguous. Yeah. That's what I think, honestly. And I think the point of having Christopher get so angry was because he knows he wasn't around, and he knows he probably did do so much damage because he was always in and out of her life saying, let's get married, we could be a family, blah, blah, blah. True. Yeah, that's right. That now he's like, well, fuck you. And because he's mad at her, which I have no fucking right to be like, can you shut the fuck no, up? No, and I think it was... I did this. Because <laughs> you're ethnic. I'm ethnic. <laughs> I did the Italian ma. Um, no, like Christopher was exactly, was, was like being a dick. Yeah. Let's just say that. That's it. That's just, what the note he, said. He was just, he could not accept all of his all of his own wrongdoing and was now going to throw it back on you as I have... As a, I've now inherited, broke the table. As now I've inherited your, 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 your dramatic hand movement. Can't get Greek by osmosis. Actually, no, <laughs> that's not even it. I once had a high school teacher tell me I have theatrical hand gestures. So you are ethnic. I guess. Yeah. But I, because we do this a lot, we just I, talk with our hands. But I do. I've always had theatrical hand gestures. To. So. I have to. I'll accept that as a compliment, sir. Should be. Um, anything else we want to talk about in this episode? I think that's it. Shall we update them on the bracket? We should. So let's update them on the bracket. So what's the next matchup? So first we're going to go over the other matchups. Are you ready? Yes. So the other matchups were 205 versus 215. And who won? So 205 was what you were going to pick for sure. That yeah. was Nick and Nora Sid and Auntie. It was the first appearance of Jess. Mm-hmm. And 215 was what next episode is? Lost and Found. Yeah. Lost and found one. Yeah, and I feel like no, and I, and as I was and as I was watching, oh Jeffrey, and as I was rewatching episode fifteen in anticipation in preparation for next week for our episode next week, I was thinking, yeah, you know what, <sighs> episode fifteen is probably the better yeah. jazz episode. Okay, so you concede. Yes. And then uh, one eighteen, which was the third Lorelai versus <clears throat> two twenty, which was help wanted. I don't remember what I voted for. I think you voted for Help Wanted. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, Jess. But 118 Oh, yes, won. I definitely did. 118 won. Okay, well, you know what? Screw all of you. 
All right. So shall we go to the next matchup? Yes, please. Y'all ready for this? Um, next matchup, if I can find it in my notes. My notebook is done and I'm sad. <laughs> my brother bought me this notebook from China and I've been Googling everything to try and find it. Like there's a saying on it. There's like a quote. I can't, I can't find it. I was going to tell, I was going to say it when we first started this podcast, like that notebook was too small to house all of our podcast notes. Um, look at the date on it. Wow. No, so you got some good use August out of that. August 2015 to February 2020. You got some good use out of I that. I have like transcripts in here of like mine and my mother's fights. Oh, God. From Greece. <laughs> I have knitting patterns in here. I have an NHL bracket in here. Once again, please sign up for our therapy. Yeah, I need money. $2,000 uh, <laughs> $2, a session. Okay, next. Plus, next. Ta- plus tax. Plus tax and tip. <laughs> <laughs> tip not included. Tip not included. Uh, and we only accept 20% or nothing. <laughs> um, next fucking brackets matchup is episode 216. There's the rub mm-hmm. versus 618, the real Paulinka. Oh boy, I know my choice. Okay. <laughs> so that'll be up the day this episode airs. Season six Season six is my least favorite, I think. Oh. Like that season. Interesting. I mean, season six and seven are annoying for me. Interesting. Oh, please. When we get to season six, we're going to have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of, I have a lot of feelings. It's layered. It's an onion season. I know. But you remember? I know. <laughs> but when we first decided to do this podcast. I know. Okay. I don't look like that. I don't, you look like a freaking Noel or something. When we first started this podcast, I was in the midst of rewatching season six. Mm-hmm. And I was texting you very passionate opinions because I have very passionate and opinions. And I was texting you back paragraphs and paragraphs of things yes. that I disagreed with you on. And I have very passionate opinions about season six. So please stick around for when we get to, well, for when we get there because mm-hmm. I will have lost all of my cool. Okay. Like you kept it now. Yeah, no, I lost it a long time ago. But it's it'll be definitely gone. <laughs> We'll All right. season six. Where can they find us, Jeffrey? They can follow us on Twitters at Gilmore Podcast or on Instagram at Gilmore Girls Podcast, which, by the way, we, re- we recently reached 3,000 followers. You know what sent us over the edge? What? That article about maybe a second revival. Jesus. Okay. So we, yeah. re- we, re- we recently reached 3,000 followers on Instagram, which is like crazy. Thank you very much. By the way, like, wow. If you have Twitter, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we... Could not have ever expected so many no, it's followers really in such a short amount of time. And we love interacting with you guys. Keep up the comments. Mm-hmm. Keep up the DMs. You can also email us if you want to, you know. You can. Uh, I think so far all the, e- all the emails we've gotten is like professional podcasting yeah. services. We can edit your podcast. I'm like, bitch, I edit my podcast. You're taking my job away. Yeah, so if you want to email us with comments, preferably. Oh, that's not true. We got an email from a fan in Israel. True, and you were, they were like, love the show, love the podcast or something, love right? Love you. Love you. <laughs> I'm like, XOXO, gossip girl. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to email us, preferably with comments, not business inquiries, because, you know... Unless you we, want us to therapize you. Or you want to pay us for other yeah. podcast-related needs. Yeah. Um, or we're really good at the advice. Yeah. An advice column. We'll start an advice column. We can column. do an advice column podcast. Yes. Like a dear Abby Jeffrey Eleni. <laughs> what would be our portmanteau name? Jeleni. That's good. Jeff Lenny. <laughs> Jeff Lenny. <laughs> I was thinking like a Lefrey or something. Ooh. <laughs> anyway. Ask a Lefrey. <laughs> Gilmore Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. And also, oh, if you should. Well, you shouldn't have told me that. Also, if you should feel so inclined, please rate us on iTunes. Yes, please. And we're also on Stitcher now. True. We, we recently. We recently got picked up by Stitcher. Yeah. So uh, you can listen to us on the podcast platform of your choice. Exactly. And we'll see you next time. Oh, now you get to say it? Yes. Bye. Bye.